Hello pals, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and this is our last episode of the year. The the 2020 part, though. We're going to 2020 part three uh, in a couple weeks. Exciting times. (laughs) I know, it seems like unbelievable. Um, (laughs) I'm just like, it still feels like the beginning of 2020, but yeah it's literally about to be 2022 and it's gone by painfully slow and really fast at the same time like there's definitely parts of the year where i'm like wow time is flying and then other parts where i'm like this is the longest year ever just waiting for my uh going into our junior year of covid very excited don't know what i'm gonna wear what i'm gonna do very good times i'm gonna wear sweatpants and masks (laughs) masks all day and masks (laughs) i mean i'm mostly not gonna go places but when i do yep got got the mask got the n95s it's really wild too like how many how much variety of masks i own now so many it's it's a whole collection it's very great Oh. It's really like wow. That's like oh, like if we're going to this sort of place, then we'll have this one. If we're going here, then we'll have that. If we're doing this, then we're going to double up with these two kinds. It's kind of like weird that you know, if you're going somewhere, like you, you already like have made the decision of like what different type to wear well, because there's just we so have. many. No one else has. <laughs> yeah, us. there's so many different options. Um, yeah, and it's New York is like really. Well, Miami Getting... is also very bad, but Florida doesn't want to hear that. Let me tell you about yeah. Florida for people who don't live here, in case you guys were still wondering if anyone in Florida takes the pandemic seriously. Absolutely not, in case it's, it's worse. Uh, especially in Central Florida, where no one takes it seriously. We're still doing everything. Nothing has been canceled, and no one wears a mask anywhere. It's so, and it's so interesting to me because it's like it's so jarring because everyone I know personally, like the bubble that we're in, takes it like extremely seriously but then like you literally anywhere you go like it's like it's rare to like go to the grocery store and see like someone be masked but not only that but like for them to give you your personal space like you'll be in Trader Joe's and you'll be like can you just like not be on top of me like that would be really cool um like it's just like people are just I I just I don't understand it I really don't it's a whole I feel like I would love to study the um denial of people below the mason dixon line on how they feel about covid because they don't take it seriously but it's very interesting because the numbers of like hospitalizations and obviously in cases have gone up by far like we're no longer in that quote unquote four percent range we haven't been in like two three weeks and i feel like everything's still happening and people are still doing whatever they want and then they're going to be like oh, I have a bad cold or, oh, I have the, oh, you know what I mean? Like everything is an illness except for the pandemic. Nobody wants to get tested to prove that they have COVID. They just say they have a cold or have sinus infection or their head hurt or whatever it is. It's like, we could just also go to the store or go to like our library who does testing every week or go to drive up CVS or Walgreens and just admit that you have COVID and stop going outside breathing all over people. But that won't happen. And again, like there's so many layers to how this is a problem for people um, that people like want to ignore. But, you know, my brother's in New York and he hurt his back and like couldn't go to the hospital because the hospitals are full of COVID patients and they're like pretty much all at capacity. So it's like, again, there's just layers to how this truly does. Like, even if you're like, this doesn't affect me, it does. It affects you on some level. Like, I don't know why people are so... Like, no, it doesn't affect me. Like, well, no, we're literally like all humans on earth. It's affecting you. So you cannot escape being affected by this. So I just don't understand why not like, you know, doing what you can to do your part to try to end silly. the pandemic. It's not like I just, personal responsibility. I Get know. out of here. I'm not doing what I, I want to do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> they sure won't. They sure They aren't. sure won't. It's so funny because um, there is a girl who I know who lives in Australia. She is fully Australian. um, And I met her when she was working in uh, the States for a bit. But anyways, we stopped being friends during um, the campaign because she was very into Trump, which again, does not live here, (laughs) does not live here, does not vote, does not have any ties to like she lived here, you know, while she worked on a cruise ship. So she didn't even really live 
in the States. You know what I mean? Uh, she lived in international waters and so was very hardcore for Trump. And that it was, again, out of nowhere, like never heard her talk about American politics before. Never heard her talk about Australian politics before, but all of a sudden was like hardcore Trump fans. So I was like, we don't need to be connected on socials anymore. So I, you know, unfriended her in all the places and just like ran across her profile the other day. And she was at like some sort of march in Australia where everybody like has signs that say like, we'll not wear masks and we hate you all and don't try to ever make us wear masks and whatever. Um, and, it, and she's just in the middle of that filming. And I was like, well, good choice in uh, unfollowing her in all the places. But also like, how is that like how you're using your time that you're literally like, I'm going to go to like a place with hundreds of other people and we're just going to like march down the street and scream about not wearing masks. Like, how is that a good use of time? And I mean, this is on topic because our episode title is Things Leaving 2021. I'm leaving behind this nonsense. Uh, is that people who have gotten COVID or claim that they have really bad allergies or colds or whatever and don't wear masks in public, when you watch them on TV or you're outside or whatever, they're clearing their throats all of the time. They're coughing oh, all the time. Goodness. The voices sound like trash. I'm like, it clearly, like, people I know who got COVID were like, oh, it's not, it wasn't that bad, but cannot speak for 10 minutes you know what i mean (laughs) having to take a deep breath like a paw or whatever i'm like that's not how you used to speak like we can't even have a conversation because you have to take a break between Mm -hmm. each sentence like i don't think that's that that is mild but that's like it's you're affected for the rest of your life (laughs) yeah that's the thing is i think a lot of people you know are like oh well here's the survival rate and it's like absolutely like more people are going to survive than not, but we don't know what that survival like, can looks you run like. down the street? Like no. you can have, exactly. <laughs> it's like long COVID has symptoms that we don't understand. And each variant has different, different long COVID symptoms. Um, so it's just like the other day, my mom asked me if I wanted to go, she, I guess she picked up the celebration magazine, which my mom does not live in celebration. Y'all, but she like, likes to pretend that she does. So she comes here, picks up the magazine, takes it home, reads the whole thing tells me that there's some outdoor concert going on yeah. and asks me if I want to go. And I was like, I don't because just based off of like how busy downtown gets like, and that's just like an every night thing. This is like a specific concert and everyone's trying to like get close to the music source and people are not going to be wearing masks. And yes, it's outside, but like, this is going to be a lot of people who are like, not practicing there's no ever there's no social distance i don't think people yeah. also understand that about florida they're like well it's so warm outside and people are outside i'm like but okay but hear me out no one is giving you any more not even like a foot of space people are like exactly. breathing upon each unless other unless you're going to a venue and the venue actually says things like you must wear a mask or there must be so unless it says that on the the flyer the information whatever then they're not doing it at all um it's like i know someone who went to a concert where there was social distancing enforced and they had to show their vaccination card upon entering and things like that but majority of places down here are not doing that and again they will let you know up front if that is the case that's not just like they're gonna you're gonna get there and it's gonna be like wow look they're being safe nope that's not gonna happen so i told her i was like um i'm not trying to go to that concert and you are literally flying later this week so like you shouldn't be doing anything extra to bring yourself risk, to bring the people who are flying with risk or whatever. And she was like, well, so many people are surviving. And I was like, (laughs) okay. And do you know, like, did you talk to everybody who's gotten it and see how they're doing and what they're, you know, like, no, like you've been very lucky. Like she's been very lucky in that she doesn't know anyone really who's like, she has like, we have like two or three family members, like distant family members who've got it. Like, you know, like, second cousins and like people that we don't really like talk to like that um so we don't really know how they you know how their day-to-day life is um since they've gotten it or whatever um but I'm like you know some some there's some people that haven't had a lot of people in their life who have it and they like think that it's just like they're not gonna catch it and I'm like that is not that is not the case also I'll tell you I'll shade the concert she wants to go to it's not even that great (laughs) 
That's what she was I know like. What you're talking about, I'm like, she would. It, I mean, I'm sure she'd be entertained, but like, I was like, can nar. you just listen to orchestra music at home? Like, I don't even understand. Like, this is just like a random orchestra. Like, just listen to some orchestra music at home. And she's like, they're so good, though. And I was like, are they? <laughs> Then she was, like, very, like, disturbed that I had not heard of them, by the way. Oh, boy. Well, things to leave behind in 2021. That is what we're talking about. I'm talking about... That concert. I'm leaving behind that concert. I'm leaving behind people who are like, it's not that bad. Okay. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, Please don't message me. Don't at me. Don't. We're not friends. Um, So I'm one of those people that, like, I definitely love the start of a new year. I know you don't have to do anything different at the start of a new year it is just you know december becoming january but for me i'm like if it motivates me like let's let's do it let's get into it um so i always try to like focus on some things to just like leave behind and not bring into the new year i just think it's a good time to like reflect and be like "Hmm, let's make some changes which honestly you should do throughout the year and especially like quarterly like every few months be like hmm but this to me is like my big time then like okay we're gonna we're going to make some changes, see what worked, what didn't work. Uh, Let me tell you, a lot did not work in 2021. So I'm like trying to make all the little changes to make 2022 as as good as I can make it in, in this panorama that we are currently in. So my first thing is imposter syndrome, which my goodness, I see like all the time in so many really, really talented and really, really Mm -hmm. successful people. And it's funny because, like, I had really bad imposter syndrome when I was younger. And a part of it was literally just age. Because, I mean, we got into entrepreneurship so young that we were very often the, the youngest people the in time. the room by far. And so it was just kind of one of those things where it was just like – and I think that that's – no matter what you're going to. Like, I know John, like, you know, graduated early and, like, started teaching really early. He started teaching halfway through the year because the teacher had left and he looked so young. So I know he felt that as a teacher, like he used to dress up so fancy just so that like people would take, he would like go to work in like a suit and everyone else is like, uh, calm down. Cause you know, in Florida, like right. people, like teachers dress down, like super in casual. general, Florida business casual. Yeah. Is, like like shorts it's and a very, very <laughs> casual. Yeah. So he would like show up in a suit because he's like, I want to be taken seriously. Um, and so I, I do, I feel like a lot of people have imposter syndrome and I'm like, let me tell you, the wrong people have it. The people that have it, the people that are worried about this are often like incredibly talented, like really have like something unique to say, a unique voice, something to give, etc. It's the people who are like literally born with like billions of dollars and don't do anything, don't really add anything to society. Like they need imposter syndrome. Let's give it to them. Let's give it to, you know, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Like really they haven't done anything that impressive because they were born with a ton of money and they just continued having money and and that's it. Um but yeah, like let's let's let people like that have it. Not people who've like worked their rear ends off to get to where they are. And continue to add so many like amazing things to, you know, society. Like, how about that? How about that? Felt, felt, yeah, it's so funny because agreed. I find as I like have clients in corporate America, et cetera, and having to interact with people who like move up really quickly in the corporate ladder. And not that that's an easy feat depending on where you are and what you look like. It can be difficult, but it's so interesting how imposter syndrome exists less in that realm versus in entrepreneurship especially in creative entrepreneurship where you know there is no you you can either be amazing and like an amazing artist and still if no one knows you you're gonna feel like you're not an amazing artist or you're not an amazing writer etc etc and then there's people who are widely creating and like movies that are not great and still getting picked up for like streaming you know what I mean like it's just so there's no system about validating your actual talent. You're just rewarded based on like the people you know or the networks you can get in, et cetera, et cetera, and who can see you. And visibility is really how you're rewarded. So really, there is no kind of benchmark on what is good or bad art. And as creative entrepreneurs, so that that kind of that's difficult because there are people who are amazing and talented and like quite literally will only make like a thousand dollars a month in sales versus someone who's like making fabric 
covered coasters and still doing the same amount of work, but this person could be a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like there's just no range on like what is good and what's bad. But in corporate America, I find oftentimes people who are rewarded are people who don't have the same work ethics as people who are working very hard, depending on like what they do. They just know how to play the system. If you know how to play the system, you can move up really quickly, move really well. And um, they really think that they're really good at their jobs, which is very funny. It's humbling people who are, uh, who've moved up easily uh, just based on merit, like not even merit, just based off like playing the game and then having to actually show them like the actually where they're lacking and where they're not getting things done or why this organization is not moving upwards. And it's like, yo, the people who are in upper management are not doing anything to move your your mobility upwards. That's why. And coming in as like a consultant, et cetera, into those spaces and kind of humbling people is has been very interesting. Um, so I feel like imposter syndrome definitely seems to run more rampant in the entrepreneur spaces, especially in creative entrepreneurship. So definitely take time to step away from the people who quote unquote are the the popular people, the famous people, the leaders in whatever you're doing and kind of form your own circle is a great way to kind of get over imposter syndrome. Because I think oftentimes, and it may not be so much as now, I don't know. I don't pay attention to who's popular and whatever. <laughs> like I don't know who the famous designers are. Like I know some people who are the big names or whatever, but a lot of those people have moved on different spaces or stopped designing altogether like own like farms and stuff like we burnt out <laughs> is a real thing so I don't even know who like the up and coming people are I'm like I'm a Webby's judge and I just judge that I don't even know what agencies are winning these Webby's we just judge them so uh step away from that step away from the limelight the the high the the wars etc and find your own circle and find the people who can validate what you're doing and give you honest feedback because I think that helps with the imposter syndrome a lot of times we just put art into the world on social media and don't get likes and then we're like it's a bad art that's not true that's not real at all or you put out work and you're like my sales are low and it's not true you're just not playing the marketing game the right way or you're not meeting the right audience who's looking for you You haven't found your audience yet so definitely step away um from that and start to create your own metrics of success and then once you start doing that i think imposter syndrome starts to leave you uh a lot yes and we have like an episode that we've already done about imposter syndrome, deep diving into it. We are going to deep dive into it again in 2022 because it is just something that continues to come up for so many people. Um, but I love that you pointed out like how like so many people get terrible things made. And I feel like that's so accurate. Like next time somebody is experiencing imposter syndrome, they should go look at some of these movies that have been greenlit. Look at some of these shows that have been greenlit because yeah, some of the stuff out there is not great. And yet it's, you know, someone out there is like, oh, I like it. So if that person can get that terrible show made, like you're doing just fine. Like you're, that means your work is probably not near as bad as you are mm-hmm. making it up to be in your head. Um, and yeah, that's the thing is like, if you're, if you're caring that much, I find that nine times out of 10, that means just like you're critical of yourself and you're mm-hmm. critical of you know, the work that you're doing. But like, if you take a step back from it and look at it for what it is, like, and take the emotion out of it for a minute, it's like, oh, wait, this is actually good. Try to pretend that it's not your job, like not your work for a second. And it's like, if this is your friend's work, would you be critiquing it this hard? If this is what your friend, like your best friend brought to you and said, you know, what do you think? Is it terrible? Should I give up? Am I trash? You would be like, no, this is amazing. Like, and it, most like most of these people in my experience that are experiencing imposter syndrome like literally are amazing at what they do they do amazing work like I'm always kind of surprised like I don't know why because I shouldn't be it's been like 10 plus years now of being in the game and it's it's always like this but yeah so many people who are just so talented have it and I think that's another helpful thing as well to remember that other people who are extremely talented and successful also have imposter syndrome so it is normal but just keep trying to like work through it, keep, you know, an even head about it. And, you know, like I said, pull yourself out of the situation, look at it and be like, would I be critiquing it this way if it was my friend's work and not my work? Because nine times out of 10, you would be like, this is actually really great. So let's try to leave that in 2021 as much as possible and really celebrate ourselves and be like, you know what, we're doing good work because we are. So the second one is not setting boundaries with work and life. And I have seen a lot of people with the pandemic, like 
really lean into setting boundaries more. Um, I think our generation is heavy into like going to therapy and learning about boundaries. That's the thing is a lot of a lot of us did not grow up with knowing what boundaries are and how to set them. So that's like something that you literally have to learn. And I think that setting them both in boundary or in work and life is important. Because if you're an entrepreneur, like, yeah, your life and your work, you know, they bleed into each other. And so you really have to learn to set them up. I think that if you pay a therapist for nothing else, this would be where I would be like, okay, I need to go like go into therapy, learn about boundaries and learn how to put them into your life because it's just incredibly important if you want to, you know, be able to work and sustain your life and not experience extreme burnout and not be extremely unhappy and not have your mental health go completely out of control. Um, You have to have those boundaries in place. And, you know, it can be anything from who you work with to what type of work you take on to when you take breaks to when you eat, um, all, all sorts of different things that you can put in, into place for your boundaries. Um, you know, what type of, uh, media that you choose to do all that good stuff. So yeah, set, learn about boundaries, learn how to implement them, set them in your life and stick to them. They are a game changer. Facts. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that means, but I've heard it's great. Uh, I highly recommend it for people who have their lives together and who want to live longer than being like 32. (laughs) Um, But I mean, really, it is, I think, something that's necessary when you don't have, I'm going to say control, like life exists and things happen, etc. But I think there are people who genuinely need hard boundaries between like I need to stop working at this time I need to go to bed you know what I mean like you have to set those boundaries those schedules because you can easily spiral and it can take an effect on your your mental health your physical health your, and things just start to happen and then you get to burn out and what happens when you get to burn out you can't do anything you physically can't create you physically can't do your job you, you are at a block and a burner and so for people who have experienced that type of burnout and can't create those parameters i think it's important to start doing that now if you haven't already like don't wait till january 1 do it right now like do it this week say okay i'm gonna stop working every day at 5 p.m or 6 p.m or 7 p.m whatever it is but i'm stopped working at the time because whatever the work is it's going to be there the next morning the next day like nothing has you've never done all the work that you needed to do in one day because there's always something that needs to be done Trust me, I can find things that need to be done all day long. At a certain point, your own you have to create those boundaries for yourself and just set those hard deadlines of like, okay, I'm done working on this thing. You can't do all your tasks in one day. Just say, I'm going to do one or two, three tasks. That's going to be it for my day. If I get three tasks done, I've had a great day. If I do one task, I'm phenomenal. Like you have to set those things up for yourself. And I think like Charisma said, if you don't know how to do that for yourself, Go to a professional, sit down, get a mm-hmm. therapist involved so she and he or he or they, whomever, can sit down and talk to you and tell you how to do that for yourself because you have to do this for yourself. Your partner cannot do it for you. Your parents can't do it for you. Your boss can't do it for you. Your clients sure as hell aren't going to do it for you. So this is something that you need to invest in for yourself so that you can avoid being burnt out because you probably already are. Like I think the majority of us are already burnt out from the past two years of the pandemic and no end in For sight. sure. We're just not seeing an end. We're not seeing reasonable assistance from our government here in the United States of America. We're not getting answers. We're not getting... They went on vacation. They took a break. <laughs> okay? Yep. The government takes a break. They know how to take a vacation. They take plenty of vacation days. So guess what? You can too. Your bills are not going to get paid more by working an extra hour. Like you're not going to make a million dollars in an extra hour. This grind to to be the richest person in the world uh, is feedback is given by people who already have money. By the way, people who can take a year off. They were born into privilege. They were born into wealth. People who claim that they weren't born into wealth. And then we all find out, you go digging enough, <laughs> you can find out where this money that they've had for a long time. Or even people who work to a certain point where they can make enough money will still be like, oh, I hustle, I hustle, hustle. Okay, well, it was like buying a car was like $100. Having an apartment, your rent was like $200. You know what I mean? Like these people had uh, finance, finance uh, 
success, financial success in a time where it was easier to do so. It is nearly impossible to just get a degree from even a state college and have student loans and be able to pay them off and like a, within the first two years of your career. That doesn't happen anymore. That's not a real thing. That's not a thing that goes on, et cetera, et cetera. So we cannot live by the same rules that other people have set. So go ahead, take a break. Agreed. It is necessary. And I'm taking like the first one that I've taken in a very long time that is going to be like a full on break because I always take like half breaks. It's always like, oh, you know, I'm technically on vacation. Still on call. This thing it's pops so up. Yeah. yeah. It's like, especially because, you know, when I did, you know, weddings and portrait sessions, this was my season. Like, Literally, like, I would be photographing families up until, like, December 20th every year. And it'd be wild because I'd be like, why do you want to be photographed on December 20th? Like, you're not going to get a Christmas card on time. But people would be like, they don't care. Or it would be like they'd want to wait until they're all together, you know, with extended family and stuff. So I actually put a boundary in to just stop at, like, December 20th because there's been times that, like, you know, people will request you literally like up until Christmas and on Christmas day. And it's just like, that's really not worth it. Um, to me personally, cause I like to do nothing on Christmas day, but eat cookies and watch Christmas movies. Um, but yeah, it's just like never, never like taking a full break. I think the last like full, full break I took was my honeymoon and I've been married for like 12 years now. So that was a long time ago. Um, so I was like, I need to take a full break. I, you know, when I go on vacation, I bring my laptop with me and things like that. And I'm trying to do a little less of that, but yeah, I'm not going anywhere because with COVID it's just kind of like, I would be more stressed to travel right now than to just stay home. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to stay home starting tomorrow, like not working. So like no podcast, no nonprofit stuff, no business stuff for a full two weeks. And I'm already just like, what do you, what do, what do we do? What do <laughs> like, but I'm very excited. So yeah, let me know what, what y'all are doing over break. If you're taking a break, I plan to read a lot. Cause I, I'm a reader, but like just getting into like healthier habits and taking time to like, kind of put boundaries into place that I'll carry into 2022 as well. Um, I think if you can take a break, it's a good time to kind of like, it's easier to establish your boundaries when you're, you know, when you're able to take like a week off or even just, even just a few days off. Um, it can make it easier to say, Hey, these are my boundaries. I'm putting them into place. Um, and another thing with boundaries is like, please let someone know what they are. You don't have to tell, like, you don't have to tell clients, like, these are my boundaries. You can, if you want to, but I'm just saying like, you don't have to do that. But make sure that they're somewhere like written down or that a person knows them so that you can have yeah. some help. Have in, an accountability partner. Them. Exactly. Because if not, you can just say some things to yourself in your mind and then move on and never actually like implement it. So another thing to leave in 2021 is not doing your research. Child. And this can apply to so <laughs> many different things. But I see so many people doing this in business. So one thing that I see is people that will start a business without literally doing any market research ahead of time. And I think that this is because like back in our day, because we're so old, like when, if you were to purchase, like there wasn't as many of these like, hey, I'm a business coach and I'll tell you how to open up a business in three days or whatever. There wasn't as much as that going on. But the people that were like kind of the business leaders at the time would tell you like, you have to do like market research. You have to make sure there's like a need for what you need to do. Like it was more like, what I was learning in the streets was more like what I was actually learning in business school because I went to school for business. Right? Yeah, I was going to say marketing. But your, it was your very similar. Class, your econ class. Yeah, like it was very was similar. similar to what you were like actually learning in school. Whereas now it's like they don't really teach that. They're like, here's like a way to get a super cheap logo. Go to now go on Instagram and Pinterest and like basically it's like more like they're teaching you how to become an influencer than necessarily a business. And definitely like if you are an influencer and you get that following, like that can be really helpful towards, you know, 
opening a business, but like it's, they're not the same thing. <laughs> and so a lot of times I, I've worked with influencers in the past that have like literally like over a hundred thousand followers and will be like, I can't get anybody to buy like anything from me. Like I can't make money from this. I know right now of two influencers who both have over a hundred thousand followers that have, you know, very like engaged followers, like a very, you know, good, like looking Instagram, whatever, and cannot make money from their Instagrams. And so it's like, it's just, it's not the same thing. And you can definitely make money just as an influencer. But again, that's something that you have to learn how to do. And they're, they're all just like very different things. So like, do your research and know what it is that you're actually trying to do, why you're trying to do it. Is there a market for if it's a product or whatever that you're trying to do? If you just are like, I want to have a brand and I want to make money off of that brand, like, and I want to be able to sell multiple different things, you can do that. You just need to do the research and see like what sort of brands are needed in the market at the moment, etc. Um, so do your research on that sort of thing. And also just do your research with the other parts of your business. Like, you know, if you're working with a supplier, you know, it's really important to know that that is that person, that that business, that company is a is good at what they do that they are going to, you know, handle things correctly when they, like, for example, the place that I order from, you know, I order glass jars. Of course, with all the candles I sold at this point, there have been times where I've been shipped jars and they have been broken because guess what? It's glass and this is real life. And so I have a distributor that if I contact them and, you know, show them a photo like, hey, you know, two glass jars broke, like I just wanted you to be aware. Most of the time, I don't even like, I'm not even looking for anything because realistically, like I've ordered so many jars and if like one or two breaks, it's like whatever. But they're the type of company that will then send me like a whole new thing of jars. You know what I mean? So it's like just doing your research with who you're working with is so incredibly important. Um, you know, I want to point out like PayPal because they've been real sketch in the past. Um, and I do unfortunately still work with PayPal just because I have a lot of like a lot of my customers like to pay that way, but it's not my only way of collecting money. So like I'm not I and I know I know what I'm about to say in the back of my head. So like I know financially to like look out for that. But anyways, what I was gonna say is that I I've, I've known people that only use PayPal who are service providers who own their own businesses and they have had disputes with PayPal where a client, like they said, like maybe, Hey, I'm working on this project and the pay is $5,000 and the payment, the, the client has to give me seven fifty down that they cannot get back. It's like, you know, that's a part of, you know, the contract that they signed, whatever. So I, that seven fifty ensures that I'm at least getting something in case they decide to go with someone else or whatever. So they get the seven fifty. Maybe they get another payment or two, maybe another thousand, maybe another 15. And then towards the end of the project, maybe the client then decides to like throw a fit run and take all of the like files and work that that person has done so far. Right. So then that person will then say to PayPal, like, Hey, this person, you know, is like breaking our contract and they are trying to like take back the money, blah, blah, blah. And PayPal will like just decide to do whatever they feel like doing. It's like they have their own little court of PayPal. PayPal said, and, I don't care. And here's their money back because they don't want to do it. Yeah. Back. So basically like if sometimes if a customer is like, well, I'm taking all that money back, I'm putting a stop payment. then sometimes there's nothing you can do. And PayPal does not help you with that. And if they do help you, sometimes it's something that you're having to discuss with them for like six months. Right. And if that's a huge chunk of money that you were needing and relying on, not a good situation to be in. So that's why I said like, do your research with everything when it comes to owning a business, because I would hate to see somebody relying on that and needing that to literally pay their bills. And then like PayPal just being like, don't know what to tell you. Um, I had someone try to go into my PayPal account and take out, ten thousand dollars which wasn't in there so i don't know like why they thought to target me but um they were trying to get to my bank account which was connected to my paypal so i had to then like i contacted paypal and they were just kind of like yeah like there's nothing we can do like they're probably gonna keep trying <laughs> and i was like what like like what and they're like yeah like we're not really sure what's going on. Like, but yeah, cause I had like changed my password and whatever. And like, so the person didn't get any money, but I'm like then terrified, like that they're going to get access to like my main account. 
So I ended up like um, severing, you know, the connection, the link so that my bank account, my PayPal are not tied. Now it's tied to an account that I don't really keep money in. I just have it in there to like move to that account. And then I move that money from that account out to my main account, which is ridiculous. But it just shows it's like, you have to do your research and you have to like come up with solutions that are going to work for you to protect yourself in business. Um, so do your research on companies make sure that, you know, you're working with the best of the best, do your research on your market, make sure that it's where you need to be. I hate to see you invest money and time in a market that isn't going to get you paid. So yeah, just in general, do your research. I saw a post the other day about somebody complaining about goodness. What was it? They had gotten some packaging design done. I think they wanted mock-ups of the packaging design that they wanted done. And they were like, oh, I paid this person. It had to be less than $200. It was something like an asinine amount of money. And they were like, they just colored the marker of the top black and da-da-da-da-da and was complaining about the work. And everybody was like, you got what you paid for. Like, you are not in, like, Beyonce's internet in the year of my Lord 2021 <laughs> paying a designer, like, less than $200 to do anything. To wake up right. in the morning, you know what I mean? Like, and then expect like high quality mock-up work, which the mock-ups themselves, if you get a high quality mock-up to just buy the file is very expensive. Usually they're $200, you know what I mean? Depending on yeah. where you're going. So imagine you paying somebody just the price of the actual file and then asking, acting, asking for work to be done and then including like customizing something like it's ridiculous. So just do your research on how much things cost. And I'm becoming increasingly frustrated with clients on this matter because they had prices for things in 2020 and now that like the world is quote unquote ramping up in florida btw nowhere else they're having events and things etc and asking for things to get printed and are like baffled that it costs more money i'm like it's 2021 we've been talking about the supply issues for two years now we've been talking about how expensive things are labor costs are going up because people deserve to get paid more not because oh people don't want to work no people deserve to be paid a living wage so that is why you're going to pay more Mm -hmm. to have a stupid flyer or banner printed at this event you shouldn't be having in the first place but just want you to prepare if you're going into 2022 with the idea of doing events or things that need to be printed or things that you haven't done in a while, to look up how much they cost now because they do not cost the same. The mugs that I bought in 2020 for my company do not cost the same as they did in 2020. They cost about 15% more, that type of thing. So go back and look at the things that you've ordered. And if you can't order from those same vendors, try to find vendors who are a little bit cheaper, but you're not going to find too much because prices have gone up. And that's just the, the yeah. reality of where we are in society. Like people complain about nails costing more or like eyebrows. We just had... Um, Amanda on, people complain about eyebrows, they complain about nails, they complain about hair being more expensive or like getting your car serviced. I'm like, service providers have to put food on their tables. You do not understand the cost of living has gone up in almost every place, but the wages have not gone up. So people having traditional nine to five don't make sense. now have like to like buy PPE as well, especially for some of those services that are face to face. Like, do you not want the like... I want to know that the person or is, seeing fewer you know, people, your clients like, exactly yeah, you, that you too. Do, like two like, people a day doing so many. I see so many people then. compare about or complain about also like people making appointments. Yeah, and I'm just like, why is that? Like, why can you not say, okay, I'm gonna get my nails done on Thursday at you know two and be like be there why can't why can you not do that why is that so hard for you like i yeah. don't understand so just do your research on people service providers like their rules etc like if people are gonna have don't get to the place without a mask on get mad that they requested you to have a mask we have somebody um coming to our work our house a couple months ago to do service work and like was upset that we were like you where's your mask and then we charged yeah. them. We did. We charged them for a mask that we had in our house. You know why? Because you were disrespectful AF. So we charged them $5 yeah, like to what, go get a mask it, like, to come It's in our a house. full pandemic. Why would you come like, in my house what? with my unvaccinated child <laughs> at that time yeah. uh, without a mask ready to go? Even though it was the summer, which was the beginning of the Delta variant, might I add. Like, just be respectful of other people's time. Do your Googles. Do your Googles. Do your research. Call ahead, mm-hmm. et cetera. Know what's going to be needed before you do something. Because it's... There is no reason when Google is free right now. It's still free. Like, use it because it's still free. It may not be free in the future. I don't know what they're trying to do. But it's free right now. There's so much information on it. And it takes 0.5 seconds to pick up the phone that you text or look up TikToks or whatever to look up actual credible information. And if you see something and you read it, 
just verify that it's true because that's also a big issue in 2021 is that people just have so much misinformation that they spread and it could all be debunked if we just did an additional Google search with that term mm-hmm. or whatever it is you looked up and then like true question mark yep. tell you it's not true <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's not so uh definitely not doing your research is trash should be left behind since la- like when, when you learn how to do a research paper that is when you should continue to do research for the rest of your life like there is no time in your life where you will not be doing your absolute best research mm-hmm. to live as an adult in this society like please always do your research before committing to doing anything Agreed. So another thing to leave in 2021 is comparison. And this can go hand in hand with imposter syndrome mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, we compare with other people and that's how we end up t- kind of spiraling and getting imposter syndrome in the first place. Um, but like they say, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. And at the end of the day, if you're too concerned about what the person next to you is doing, then you're not really having time to focus on the things that you need to do and get the work done that you need to do and grow in the way you need to grow. The only person that you really should be comparing yourself to is yourself. And again, you can do your research. You can know what's going on in the market, what does the market look like, you know, what's going on, etc. But you don't need to compare yourself to every other person that's doing your job that's out there. Um, and something that I'll see people do is like compare themselves, like when they first started out in, you know, their career, or they first started, like they pivoted and have taken on, you know, a new role or whatever, comparing themselves to people who've been doing it 5, 10, 15 years, like, that is not going to help you. That's not where you're at at the moment. And also even just comparing, you know, to yourself to the people that are, you know, the same age as you or have been in the game the same amount of time as you, whatever, you guys are going to do different work. If everybody did the exact same thing, then it would be boring. There'd be no variety. Like I think about illustrators and how, you know, there are people that have, you know, prints and stuff that they have for sale. And there's some prints that I look at and I'm like, that's not for me, you know? Whereas there's other things that I'm like, oh my God, I absolutely love this. Whereas other people would be like, yeah, that's that's not for me. So, you know, there's always gonna be space for literally everyone to do what they need to do because there's different ways to do things. There are people that are gonna, I mean, I when I was at um, that event the other day where I was selling candles, like I had two cents left. And one was like a vanilla cinnamon type of scent. And the other was like a pine scent. And one of the ladies like asked if she could smell it, you know, and I was like, yeah, she took it, like stepped back, lifted her mask, did a little smell on the vanilla one. And she was like, oh, I do not do like scents that are, you know, like baked goods or anything you can eat or whatever. So I was like, you know, check out the pine. She checked out the pine, loved it, bought it, whatever. But that's the whole point is that everything is not for everyone. Like for me, I don't even like flowery scents and I'm doing flowery scents for spring because people like them, but I don't like them. Like they're, to me, they are not, it's just not it. I'm trying to find, like, I'm trying to really like work and find one that I actually like. Cause if I'm putting my name on it, I want to like it, but it's not for everybody. Everything is not for everyone. And then there are scents that I will never even get into that other providers offer. And to me, they're like very strong and like, I don't even know, like perfumey, I guess. And there are people that love that type of scent that I'm not offering that like super perfumey scent. And there are people that love that. And that's just not something that I'm even going to do because it's just not, I don't like it. But again, there are people that do that and sell candles that are $45, you know, with scents that I don't enjoy. Um, So there's plenty of space in your market for what you're doing you're providing your own unique voice to what you do. You're putting your own stamp on it. You're making it yours. So just make it yours. Stop worrying about the person next to you. You know, it's okay again to do research, to keep up with what's going on, whatever. But at the end of the day, like be you and don't worry about the comparison game. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality is that there's always going to be competitors, people in the space doing the same thing as you. And there's always going to be somebody who's doing amazing and killing it and doing better than you, even when you're killing it. There's somebody who's going to be killing it even harder. That's just Because that's like, it's like, you know, it's the eye of the beholder, right? Like right. there are some people that are like, oh, this person is better than Beyonce. And to me, I'm like, I probably think you're wrong, but like, <laughs> you, you know, like, but uh, there's somebody for everybody, you know what I mean? So right. it's just... Like You're entitled pop stars to your is, wrong opinion, and that's fine. Yeah, pop stars is always like the best way to explain that to people because it's like for some people, it's like it's going to begin and end at Adele, 
And for other people, it's going to begin and end at Ariana Grande. You know, it's those are two very I love different that people who actually have talent and knowing that like stands do not fight about people who are talented that much. Like they do, but it's usually <laughs> people who like are not. They still that do though, man. The they still do. Singer, and I'm like, this person can't. Sing. but love that for you uh you yeah know, you like it some of it. them yeah some of them can't sing and i don't feel like i listen to those people so i don't even really know who they Girls. are but the streets is ragged it's raggedy i know streets. that there are i there are a lot of pop stars out there that can't sing too and people go hard for them too and i'm like you know oh i know one the girl who sings the havana Unana song she is not <laughs> for me bless and her that's, little listen, racist heart <laughs> right that song was on repeat and there is a lot of stands out there who love her she is all over the place i don't know why she was all over the place. like her media team was working really hard when that song was out she is not for me. And, you know, to me, I, to me, there is no comparison between her and Normani. Like I will, will never understand it, but it just shows how there's space for everybody in the market. Cause if you want somebody who is racist and doesn't sing that well, then you still got somebody with the Havana girl. So Look, well, there's nah, space for everyone. Know? And just like, <laughs> I feel like in your industry, you have to learn to appreciate other people's success even when they're not like great people yes. there's still people who do really well and they're not great people and you're like that's not for me and i'm not gonna focus on it but people who are really like killing the game you're people who started shops after do you me. know how like i don't even like do stationery and how proud i am of anna bond when like Look. other people from different like because you know rifle paper coats like all over but whenever people don't know that it's from florida like i'm always like did you know did yeah. you know that she she's basically our neighbor? Did you know? Because we <laughs> saw her on the come up and we saw the whole thing. We watched the whole thing. We witnessed it with our eyes and we get to go to the sample sales. Did you know that? Did you know we have the sidewalk no, sales no. and everything's $2? What are you talking about? You you're, you're standing too hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, but it's just hard. like. In this house, we do stand exactly, for a paper company. Exactly. Um, it's like, it's exciting when, when the people that are around you do well. Like, it's yeah. like, that's something that you should be super excited about um i don't own a boutique i would love to own a boutique i have no idea if that's ever going to be in the cards for me but in the meantime i'm gonna hype up the lady who owns good crowd and be like yes girl like i'll be going to your boutique and buying up all the things until one day i can have my own look all the time there's two specific uh, black owned stationary companies that started around the same one started around the same time one way after and they're both in like national like chains etc like doing campaigns have been in netflix boxes etc and not one time i've been like oh screw these people they're terrible people i'm like yes sis i will like support all your social media posts yep. like hype you up like i put some of them on these lists etc my list uh my christmas gift list my wish list all those things because it's important to me to see a people who look like me shine in the space that i'm in because that means at some point when i when i get my ducks in a row and i'm able to focus on the thing you know what i mean like it's like okay well these people made it we will be able to bet on another black mm-hmm. own stationary yep. company or that's why it's so important for me to like continue to support people who do things in my same space and even not in my same space like it just i am not a burden by success and i understand that that's a journey for everybody i'm learning more and trying to be more open to hearing about people who have really hard you know a hard time with comparison and and envy and like it really affects them to a negative place and it really brings them down and i'm open and respecting people and their journeys and learning where they are because it's not easy for everybody some people really it does straight up just like drag them down into a spiral into a hole and it's like it's easy to be like well everybody's doing good like it, just don't look at it but for some people it's not that's just not their mental health journey that's not where they are and i think i respect people who have to do things like block certain people and follow certain people's social media because they can't look at that and that if that's where you are do that but uh, if that helps you stop comparing, I'm all for it. Just let's not compare with things that are going to bring us negative energy, et cetera. You are where you are and you are where you're supposed to be at the moment you're supposed to be at. Again, so, so true. All right. So the fifth thing to leave in 2021 is toxic business relationships. Toxic relationships. <laughs> like, Especially those who have business yes. attached to it. So the thing is, is like sometimes, you know, the thing ain't thanging and it's, it's just not, it did not give, it was supposed to have given. (laughs) It's just like moving it forward is not the move sometimes. And, you know, you know, I know that it's hard when you're having like, like regular relationships to, to get rid of the toxic ones. Right. 
But I feel like in business, like this is your business. Like you, you don't work for anyone else. You started a business. So part of that is being able to make that call and say, Hey, I'm not going to work with people that are incredibly toxic and that hurt my mental health that are not safe to be around for whatever reason. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like this isn't, you know, having to, to navigate, you know, a, a friendship or a sibling relationship or deal with your aunt or what, you know what I mean? Like it's none of those things. It's like, this is your business. You know, this is not family. This is not friends. So cut it off. Like, it's yeah. just not worth it. Like, I, you know what I mean? Which is like, a lot I, of me because you said all those things and I was like, oh, I've cut people off a list. And I, <laughs> and like, I have People too. related to me who were like, I don't, okay, Absolutely. Not, don't care, please. Absolutely. Same. Uh, so but I'm just saying those things super can be, easy. exactly. Those things can be a lot harder and I get that. Oh because, yeah. Yeah. You I know, guess. there's layers with like families and, and things like that. But with business, when it's your business, it's like, this is not, you know, a client who your boss is like, please keep this client happy. Like this is your business. So at the end of the day, like go ahead and not work with that toxic person for me. Cause it's like, obviously you don't want to necessarily just be like, I don't like you. You're toxic, which again, you can do as your business, but I'm, <laughs> you know, that's, that's your choice. That's your business. But Look, if it's selling sunset, <laughs> then probably that's the way you approach it. I'm sure. But like the way that I would do things is like, you know, when you're going to be working on longer projects for me, I would always meet with that person to see if we're a good fit. Cause also it's like, are you a good fit for them and, and everything else? And when it's not a good fit, then I would recommend them to colleagues who I think would be interested um with with yes I will tell the colleague why I don't want to work with them you know what I'm saying so you know there are some people that a like just like a challenge and are like yeah whatever it's fine there are some people that have big enough teams to where they feel like they can handle super difficult people and there's some people that are just starting out that they're like listen I'm trying to eat so and I have been there before where I'm like you can (laughs) give me like I used to be you can ask the photographers in Orlando I used to be in those groups like who do you not want? Please send them my way. Even if they are difficult, I will deal with them because I am trying to eat right now. Um, but I'm not in that mode right now for me. So when you are out of that mode, you know, it's, and, and don't be in that mode long, you know, again, unless you like, like there are some people out there that like difficult people. And if that's your ministry, you bless, know, bless great for you. Um, but <laughs> for the rest of us, just cut those toxic people off. It is not worth it. Sometimes I see these business groups and the questions that I'll see in there. It's like always people, the wildest stuff, dude. It's so wild. Like, it'll be like, this person said this thing to me that was completely inappropriate. And then they said something else. And then they threatened me. What should I do? Should <laughs> I'm I, like, you know, call I'm the like, police? Excuse me. <laughs> I'm like, you need to let that person know, like, I'm sorry. It is not appropriate for you to be speaking to me this way. You will not be cursing at me, etc. blah, blah, blah. I am blocking you now, you know, what, whatever Be it is blessed. that you need to do. But it's just like, absolutely not. Can someone treat you all just ridiculous because they are a client and you own a business? Like, that doesn't make any sense. There are plenty of customers in the sea. There are plenty of clients in the sea. Like, go find somebody who can treat you right because trust me, there are good clients out there and you do not need to work with people who are toxic. And on that note, also... You don't need to collaborate I with people who are toxic. I was literally about to either. be like, either collaborators or business because, partners or partnerships, et cetera. And I will say that, like, you know, there was a time when we were younger when, man, it was just, like, hard sometimes, like, in certain fields for people. Like, you more so than me because, like, you know, being in tech, it was, like, everybody was, like, a white male, <laughs> which sometimes means that some of the people in the room are not nice or they're racist or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so, yeah, it, it can be hard depending on what field you're in. You might be in a field where, you know, you're the only like woman in the room. You're the only person of color in the room. You're the only queer person in the room, but please make sure that you're working with people and collaborating with people who are respectful. Like the internet is a great place because we can go out and find our people. We can go find the people that are going to treat us with kindness and respect. You don't have to work with people who are a-holes just because we're in the same field. Like there are people out there, even if they're not in your specific area, who can work with you who are good people. So collaborate, 
and work with and hire those people who are not yeah. going to be toxic to your life and your business. And not all skin folk are kin folk. I will say mm-hmm. some of the worst transgressions that I personally have had. Girl, are do you people, you know you know, know who I know owes me five hundred and fifty dollars? Always on the internet every day. And it's and so funny because <laughs> I have her blocked in everything, but she just decided to put out like a newsletter and um and you're on the mailing list yeah (laughs) which doesn't make any sense because i don't remember signing up for it and i almost went she is back on the scamming game she has some personal stuff that happened and that's what i figured uh, she's trying to um recoup she's back yeah she's you could tell from the newsletter and i was about to go on twitter and be like by the way there's some scammer scamming who don't pay you know, their employees and their collaborators and their clients don't like them and have tried to possibly and Yeah, I think it's them. been enough time where she's like, okay, I can come back. You know but what I mean? But I'm just like, mm, you know, I, I literally Look. myself and multiple other people could get together and do some things, but I'm, I'm not going to do it because I told myself that that $500, you know, will probably came back into my life another way so that Let was me, me doing you. charity i guess the that people was my, i know my charity. who are still getting awards in these streets who are that's like my only thing is that like events who've gotten funding who've gotten money, i worry for gotten... other people because that's i guess that's my concern is like you know you uh, know and that's why i say do your research because it's like you know, like you never know who you're going to work with that is going to screw you over or that you're going to hire that's going to screw you over. Look, these people are thriving out in the streets, scamming it, still scamming as hard as they were before they even got into contact with me. You know what? Like, I don't lose sleep over it. It is what it is. But just know to cut those people off early uh, as yes. you can. Uh, I, the thing is about the internet, and I understand that people feel validated and vindicated when they like have the call out threads or etc it don't do anything because it's the internet i can change my name on the internet because the internet's not a real place i can change mm-hmm. my business name i can buy a new llc i can buy a new license i can get new trademarking i can become another person there's someone yep. who has scammed so many people who is now doing a very 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 large web3 uh cryptocurrency thing with a very national brand like and the internet yesterday found out we were all like what is happening what is going on scammers will always find opportunities my guy like do not waste your time just cut them out of your life and move move it keep keep it moving keep it moving there's no point to have a personal vendetta at these people don't make that your life's mission because you won't get anywhere and these people are going to be presidents like straight up don't straight the president was a scam like don't waste your time imagine like if you sit and just got frustrated and complained about people who are doing terrible things when you see these bad traits ended early try to Mm -hmm. be as respectful as you can document 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 that's what i did everything and i will still say i still have the documents for everything because i keep them just because which i don't know what why she would come after me because she owes me money but that's how banana she is so you know i still have the documentation and everything just just so I have my receipts, but you know, it's just like I left a lot of just get out. It's and not just worth get it. out. It's yeah. not worth it. Life is too short to be in situations that don't make sense. And I mean this in all relationships. I know we're talking about business, but I mean this with all people. Like, don't be in friendships. Don't be at nope. groups, professional groups, friend groups, whatever it is. Life is too short. We out here, people are coughing and dying. Like, just wait. Why are we wasting our time? Don't waste your time. Move on, and something better will come your way. And it may take time to develop better relationships or find somebody else, and that's fine work on yourself and understand your blind spot so that when another red flag comes your way it's so easy to be like no avoid that because that's what those lessons are when you find those people who are because i will that is so accurate like i have really early yep i have not had an incident since then because you avoid it now i know i I learned "Mm -hmm." my lesson yep nope Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a hard lesson to learn sometimes but if you've been it's a blessing if you've done it because it teaches you like it's like not touching a hot stove twice just one time you got burned you're not putting your hand back on those burners you know it's hot like you can see it from a mile away and then what's better is that you can mentor people and also warn people so they don't have to experience the same issues that you do which we do on this show you've done 191 episodes of us explaining the hard lessons that we've learned and i will say i had one hard situation with a 
a client and one hard situation with like that that person that I was working with and that was it like not not again it was a fool me one situation so you know you learn from these things and you move on from them and if you're again to me one of the smartest things you can do is just get out (laughs) of the situation and keep it moving because there's so many good people out there. There's so much positivity out there. There's so many awesome people to work with. There's so many people that you work with that are going to help you grow um, and that you can help other people grow. So it's like, there's so much good out there. So like sitting there and wasting time on those toxic people that just like don't deserve your time. It just doesn't even make any sense for you to do it. Like life is short. Like, go after the positivity, cut out the toxic relationships in all aspects. All the aspects. But yeah, then those are some things that you guys can start to work on this week because 2022 is right around the corner. It's coming up. It's coming knocking on our doors. We don't want it, but it's here. And I think getting started in advance is a good way to set good habits like you talked about. Like, don't wait till January 1st to start working out. You can work out tomorrow. You can work out today. It's three. Go out in the afternoon and go work out. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to have a certain quote-unquote date to do it. And if you do like the new date, that's fine. There's something wrong with that. But this is why getting this this time period of, like, quiet or whatever it is you're choosing to do to reflect on yourself and kind of have introspection is to learn and grow and be better in the next year. And hopefully we all are going into the next year being a better version of ourselves and being better version people and like trying to help other people become better people because the thing you do with knowledge is just share it. And I think that's the point of like growing as an entrepreneur is having all this knowledge and then being like, okay, well, I'm going to share it. What, what am I keeping for? What am I doing with it? I don't need it. Like it's not going to help me anymore. I need to help other people. So. All right, friends. Well, as always, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe wherever you get podcasts, wherever that is. We are on all of the networks, all of the things. You can ask Alexa to subscribe to us, apparently. Like, you can ask Google. Um, We are in all of the places, and we appreciate you for having another year. I think next time we talk to you guys, it'll be our sixth year anniversary. Have we been in the game six years? It'll be... Which is bananas. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Heart and Hustle Podcast. Let us know what you're up to for the holidays. We would love to see, you know, all just those different holiday things you're doing. And if you're working on any cool projects for 2022 or you're excited about new offerings or new products, you know, send those our way so that we can check them out and share them on the internet as well. Because um, we would love to see what y'all are up to. And I'm very, very excited because we have some great topics coming up in January and then some great guests coming up in February. So it's going to be good times. All right, guys. Well, we will see you next year. Have a good week and great holiday. Happy holidays. Have a good, happy new year. Be safe. Peace.